0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them.
1: Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. I feel like it's homecoming. (laughs) I have two new folks in the studio who I've literally haven't even had a chance to talk to yet. I'm getting ready to learn everything about these wonderful folks at House of Nectar. We'll introduce them in just a moment. Before I do that, though, I want to welcome to the studio and in front of the mic, I think for the first time, Nicole Meiden with Nicole Meiden, LLC, Hello, good friend.
2: Hello, lovely friend. Thank you for this opportunity.
1: I'm super excited. So, Nicole has been great to send us some really incredible folks to interview professionals in the Metro Phoenix area who are knocking out of the park doing incredible things. And I kept saying, when are we going to interview you? And what'd you say to me?
2: Well, when the time (laughs) was right.
1: (laughs) And today, the time is right. Uh, So excited. I would love for you to share with our listeners and our viewers uh, why you chose the team at House of Nectar to share the radio airwaves with us today.
2: Yes, I have chills. Such a special day. Very special, ladies. I'm going to get super emotional. But as you know, I've been in public relations for 23 years labor of love to do this work and help people tell their stories. And, you know, the universe gave me a ping the last couple of years to actually bring my story out more forward. And I wrote a book. You know, I think something that holds a lot of entrepreneurs back from wanting to tell their story is feeling like they have to be in this perfect moment to tell that story. They need that bow on the story or they need to be at a certain pillar in their business to be worth having their information out there. And for me as a publicist, you know, I'm usually behind the scenes, you know, shining light on all my clients. So it was this kind of weird moment that I got all this kind of energy swirling from the universe to say, now's the time to do it. And, you know, I think as business owners, when you have the courage to step forward, we are also giving other business owners that same permission that we know that everybody needs. And I knew if I was going to put a book out, um, which is called You Are Worth, You Are Worthy of Publicity. It's about worth. It's about, our own self-worth, it's a lot about my personal journey and how that ties into being a business owner and really diving into small business owners feeling worthy themselves. And then how does that play into how you feel about yourself to put yourself in a position to get press opportunities? So I knew if I was going to write this book and do it, you know, I needed to do it the right way. And I also, as you know, have been through a major personal swirl the last 10 years, to say the least, which I'm sure we'll get into. But you know, this was such a grounding year for me to really step more into my power. And I've known Sage for years. I trust her with my life. Um, I've met Lisa more recently and the duo and the brain power behind these two and, and their creative genius and what they've been able to parlay into me and my brand and help me bring this book forth in the right light. It was just a no-brainer. They are creative geniuses and I know for me, for years, it's been hard to ask for help. And I needed help to put this book out and do it the right way. I didn't want to take all that time and all that energy and put something out and not have it feel like it was reflective of 3.0 Nicole, right? Mm. So these ladies came in, and we went through so much uh, soul work to kind of land on the vibe and feel that everyone's kind of getting right now from my new brand. And the energy of the book is now going to amplify that thanks to them.
3: Yeah. And we just wanted to make sure that, as you know of Lisa, Lisa, I'm sorry, of Nicole, that she's the most soulful, kind human on the face of this planet. And when we shot her and we were designing her book cover, everything that I wanted to to convey was this heart that just you see immediately from her eyes. So I think the book cover is something that is just going to strike people just because it's it's beautiful but also you can feel who she is inside of her and the worth that she wants other people to feel around her. Mm. And I think that's something that's really important in brand building and also when you're coming out as an authority that someone can touch your soul. And so that's really like the work that we do together creatively. We see it from just a different lens that most people do in the branding world, which tends to be very transactional.
1: Yeah, you've really backdoored it. I mean, it's completely flipped on its head.
0: Yeah, House of Nectar is the world's first creative well-being brand. We are really fusing this energetic healing with brand mastery. And so working with Nicole in this place of really seeing her through her identity and what that identity means to be brand forward is that backdoor. It's pretty unconventional, but we truly are built on this foundation that we believe that the best brands now have to be built unconventionally. The conventional ways don't work anymore. Consumers are too smart. People in general, as humans, are craving connection. And so unless we infuse that in everything we do and how we build, it's going to fall on deaf ears. You know, you're just going to be pushing the status quo instead of pushing past the status quo. And so for Nicole to bring this soulful book into the world, which she's really poured her heart into, it's part of her story. It really writes and copy a lot of her story, which has been an emotional process, we wanted to do that justice we can't bring it out into the world in a way of saying like aha it's here you've got to do the inner work before that brand alignment can follow and i mean she's been in the work <laughs> but what's so interesting about her Karen's story like, i am speaking ping, my
3: language i'm,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm all it over it's like
3: the ju- the juxtaposition of pr and that what that is and yeah. then like the soul of this woman and yeah. i just feel like it's a really cool trajectory that we're on in the coming years of brand building, where it's like these founders, like Nicole, who are soulful and who do business differently, where it's not built on just transactions, money dominating. It's really built on something that's like deeper. And I feel like we're we're starting to give brands these platforms to come out to be like, this is who I really am. This is the way I want to be aligned with myself. Yeah. And these are the kind of clients that I want to attract. And it can be abundant. Just because you don't have this like psycho hustler mentality doesn't mean that you can't be abundant in the work that you do. It's just that you go at it in a more soulful approach. So, Yeah. Can I? Please. Uh, (laughs) So several things
1: are happening for me right now. And again, literally these gals walked in moments before. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And so selfishly, for our listeners and viewers, I kind of want to, I'm not gonna, <laughs> but I want to shut off the on-air button and I want to go underground. And I just want to have this conversation because I'm already as a business owner and extraordinarily soulful individual who's been saying, take the spotlight off me. Here's what we're doing. And it's going to take it longer, but I don't, I, you know, I, I just want to do my thing and be of service. Um, and my team has, including Nicole as well, has been pushing me to share my story and we you know we we both have been through hell and back these last several years. So, I'm not going to turn off the on air button. We're going to stay live. <laughs> That's what you're here for. And the other thing I want to speak to and then I want to hear from Nicole. I I've, I've watched you. I you, we don't know each other well. I know. I think we've only met four, three or four times.
2: Yeah, but we we had a we had like an instant I see you. Yeah, and here
1: <laughs> and here's who who if I may and then you guys can fill in the gaps, but who I saw come in the studio this past year and a half, supporting incredible Mm -hmm. female clients saying, Karen, you've got to share their story. This is why I love this person. Here's what they're doing in the world. And then really feeling that and resonating it with the the women that you've introduced us to. And then Nicole just kind of fades to the background, which is great because you're really good at that, lifting and propping people up. Mm -hmm. And then today, when I was (laughs) taken a break before you got here we saw each other in the hallway and before I even approached you like 15 20 steps away, I'm like there she is mm-hmm. oh, huh. it's a coming out there there is the she best. is mm-hmm. yeah like okay now yeah. it's all uh, yeah it's all present it's all very real and it's not to say that you weren't that before I'm, I'm guessing that these gals as well as the hard work that you've done, Have said to you, uh, and you said it a moment ago, I'm an authority in this space and I'm gonna own it and love it and soulfully take care of my clients and at the same time honor myself.
3: Yes. Thank you. And as she rises, her clients will rise. Of course. So it's a beautiful, like, karmatic gift of rising with and bringing everyone else along with you. And that's what this woman is going to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think the challenge is that as
2: PR people, as we know, we are so behind the scenes and I know you've been so behind the scenes with pushing this out and giving everyone a a microphone. There's so much that I had to work through with my own worth, which obviously is very much the first half of the book. Um, I took people through my personal story because I want people to fall in love with their story. If they can't as a business owner fall in love with their story, they're never going to be energetically ready for publicity opportunities. And there's such a deep-rooted correlation to that. And so when I meet with people who are potential clients, we get into this. And and what was interesting working with these ladies and such a gift is they got into it mm-hmm. with me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have chills thinking about it because Sage has seen so much of my last five years. But Nicole, 15, 20 years ago, starting out in L.A., growing up and having all these big dreams, had her own stuff too, right? And so... It's really a beautiful marriage of my own worth, how that trickles down to business owners. But the root of all this and why I loved working with these ladies so much is that to me, as any brand is out there right now, to me, it's all about, and I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use it because it is just the God honest truth. It's about being authentic. And I think what makes a lot of business owners nervous is maybe they feel like they can't always be themselves when it comes to doing press. They have to have this you know, perfect persona when really you know, and I think you said this before, people just want real people, Mm -hmm. right? And I've always, I've always been me, you know, and I think we all have. We're not trying to be anyone we're not. We're just trying to elevate who we are. Yeah. So
1: I'm going to properly introduce you to, because we haven't done that yet. I did
2: did drop a seed,
1: House of Nectar. Uh, We have Lisa Betcher, co-founder and Sage Aubrey. With us in the studio. I'm dying to have you kind of explain who you are and what you do. And then we have plenty of time for the backstory and, uh, and just more of this juicy goodness.
3: <laughs> we were independent forces that recently came together. And uh, we both have a really interesting past in that we were both in the fashion industry. And so people might say, like, why are people in the fashion industry also in the healing and branding identity industry? Well, the one thing that you learn straight away in fashion is that if you do not have a defined identity, you are not going to go very far. And I think one of the hardest lessons I learned out of the gates in fashion was trying to figure out what my identity was for my accessory handbag brand. And so I'd spent about three and a half, four years sampling and trying to discover what that identity was. So when people come in to think like, oh, does my identity matter? Does my image matter in my brand? It's like, if you don't get that first, scratch everything else. And I don't mean that so dramatically, but it's something that we haven't heard in terms of strategy, implementing this idea of identity into people's brands. And with the evolution of personal brands coming up, Mm -hmm. people understanding that identity and your image as a key strategy to, you know, get yourself ahead of your competition is going to be spoken of more and more, and I think we're one of the first people to kind of table it to say, like, this is why this is what fashion taught us, and this is why we're coming together. But we also have these really beautiful backstories of being spiritual and into wellness, and I'll at least take that away. And a intuitive, bit. and intuitive. <laughs>
0: yeah, we have really intertwined. Lisa, our passions. Sorry, come in front of the mic oh, for yes, me. We've we really intertwined our passions. So not only have we been bootstrappers and brand builders on our own for so long, so we kind of know what that's like. You know, you've got to be gritty. There's a lot of ruthless years that you go through. And also this soul searching that you have to do some ego dropping that mm-hmm. you have to do over time. And so we have this creative, strategic, vision and methodology that we take clients through, but it's also so personal because we've been through it. And our time to come together has been so divine. Neither of us would have been ready before that timing, but it's all been this path of really uncovering what it is that this new era, this new age of brand really needs in order to thrive now, just given the culture that we live in and the climate of business and how we really build our books these days or go out and find, whether it's a follower or a purchaser or whatever, it's really that you need to build loyalists in what you're doing. And so we've found this loyalty to one another and now we're kind of calling in the right energies. Mm -hmm. It's no coincidence that Nicole has come to us and needed this at the right time and that she's been doing the internal work to put this out into the world. And I just want to reflect on what you were saying before, too, is like you've been through so much and you've done so much these past few years that in the moments that you saw her today, you felt that shift. Part of what we magically get to do for these beautiful, big, powerful energy clients is help position them so that people can see them the way that they're actually supposed to be seen. And the right people. Nicole has this beautiful long career. She is an authority. She has the credibility. She has the title. She has the clients behind her. All of the testimonials that you'll read in her book, because seriously, I was reading through them. I'm like, I think you should just put this as a foreword. Like this is the best ever. I mean, You're her so book's going to be beautiful, but we've been able to come in and help her do this work and then package her and position her to really go out into the world and feel that confidence yeah. and then give off that aura mm-hmm. to you. Without feeling did.
1: arrogant. Exactly, and it's alignment. It is alignment. That's where I'm struggling right now. Um, I'm I'm starting to now be more visible with both this business and my on edge coaching practice, and I'm feeling people will say similarly, "Wow, you look different. Like you look great." And I'm mm-hmm. I'm still me. Yeah. And yet I am playing at a higher vibration and feeling more fulfilled with myself in all areas of my life. Mm-hmm. And I still I don't know if, call it shyness, a little intimidated, so
2: that's the worth part, right? So I actually put up a post the other day that said, you can be humble and grateful and still stand in your power. And I think this is the conversation because when a lot of people see women, especially who are grounded, who are standing in their power. Yeah, people have a lot to say. I know. I've had a lot of people say some things to me recently and I'm tuning it out because I know it has nothing to do with me. Same. And they're watching what's going on. And they're probably just
3: thinking, damn, like she's changing. Yeah. And that makes me uncomfortable. Yes.
1: Because Mm -hmm. then I don't know who she is anymore. And I'm forced to look at myself a little
2: bit differently. You're forced to look at yourself. But I also always go back to, we all know who we are. And at the end of the day, just like me, just like everybody in this room, you put your head on your pillow and you know that you treat people with kindness and you know who you are. So what anyone else thinks doesn't matter. And we know that. And that's a huge message in this book. If this is what's holding so many small business owners back because they're afraid to step forward, they're afraid to be seen, they're afraid to have their voice heard, and they're afraid to have their stories told.
1: Which is what you've known for probably almost all the 23 years that you've been in PR.
2: Am yeah, I, am I right? but I've never shouted it like this.
1: Well, and, and nor have you really admitted it for yourself as well, 100%. which is, you've pointed it out. It's such a gift for your clients now, now that you're really owning yourself. It's almost, I, I've thought of this a couple of times as we've been chatting already this morning. It's the web designer who, when you go <laughs> and ask to look at their website, they'll say, oh, yeah, I haven't really had a lot of time to spend on my website, and so don't look at it super old. Well, Really? Yeah. or i'm going to say it the uh, body coach mm. right like the, the trainer the trainer that's the yeah. word i'm looking for <laughs> scott marsh forgive me um the trainer who you look and you think, okay, you're you've got it all for me, and you're making me, you know, a better version of myself physically. And yet, and not, let me rephrase. Scott Marsh is in incredible shape, not this person. But but when when we're not in alignment, mm-hmm. to use your language again, when we're not in alignment, and we're saying the world, this is what I represent. These are the people that I want to help encourage. Oftentimes, we're drawn to those people because we have that need and desire ourselves. And until we own it, like you've done, and these ladies have helped you do that, uh, we're we're not going to give everybody or ourselves, what we really
2: have available to the world. Well, and I think on that, and you know this, because we've talked about this, what what has transpired for me the last 10 years, but specifically, we'll say like the last seven, you know, going through multiple back-to-back major traumas and losses in my family, deaths, going into COVID as a small business owner, having to shut my business down, losing all my clients within 48 hours, going back to corporate, building my business back up, you get to a point energetically where the truth is, I was not, there's no way God wanted me to put this book out then. I was not in any sort of alignment. I was in a horrible state mentally and physically trying to just survive. And I think what's happened now is on the other side now of so much of that healing work that is continuing every day because we know it's never done. This is when this message makes sense now because I am in a better place. This book could never have come out five years ago.
0: We have a saying at the house, and it is, thy juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> it's like the house work of nectar. Put in, yes. We're going to nectarize all of you <laughs> by the end yeah. of this. I hope you're ready. Um, <laughs> and part of that is that we really push people into what we have coined the shedding season. You've got to slough off those things that are no longer mm-hmm. serving you. You know, the, the thoughts that are running through your mind before you go to bed that you're worried that someone's judging you, that you're not good enough, that... You're not worthy enough. All of these little pieces of armor that we wear, until we really shed that all off of us, we're not going to find that true alignment for then Nicole to have this timing come where she's like, okay, I've squeezed, (laughs) I've got the juice, I'm nectarized, I'm ready, I'm in alignment, I'm ready for my book to come out. You know, it takes work and it takes this true inner identity work to even have your brand be able to move forward. And sometimes when we think about these people who build
3: big business, right, sometimes they build to hide. Mm-hmm. And our job is to understand at the point of where the client is when they're sitting in front of us mm-hmm. to say, okay, are they someone who's built something to hide behind it? Are they someone who, like for Nicole, I believed she had built something beautifully monstrous, and, but also it allowed her to hide and i don't think she was born to hide i actually think she was born to like i tell sure. her this all the time is to be on stages and to be inspiring people mm-hmm. and to be writing multiple books and to be a thought leader and to allow share her story and she was brought through so much in her journey that was tumultuous but it wasn't she wasn't brought through that to hide she was brought through that actually to come out and to share that so i think it's our job as these Builders and these brand healers, and these women who are super intuitive to say, This is what we're feeling. Please let us understand why we're feeling these things. And we table these conversations with our clients because it's really important because it's like, This is, we got to get you to where you're supposed to be going. And our job is to table conversation with you and let's talk about it because Because it's all
0: a part of the strategy. It's all a
3: part of the strategy. And that's, I'm just trying to give an understanding of like, if you are hiding, but you're getting a calling that you're meant to come out, you need to maybe come find people like Lisa and I to be like, this is a safe place. And we're gonna help you work through this journey and help you find and figure out where you're supposed to be going and mm-hmm. then position you in a way where you feel like you can go on that trajectory. And let me throw a little wrench in this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.
2: 44 year old woman, not married right now. I don't have children. I don't make 10 million dollars. So all of these thoughts were creeping in my head. Does anyone want to hear my message if I don't end it with the perfect ending to a story? She made it. She's married. She has kids. She made, you know, I'm in the middle of my Mm -hmm. life. I'm a 44-year-old woman who has had a beautiful life. I had a decade of massive explosion It was a really difficult decade, but I'm on the other side of it, and I think when you do the healing and you're on the other side of it, God gives you a very strong ping that it is go time. It's go time, and so that has been this whole year. This was such a divine—I mean, obviously, we were all supposed to meet. We know that, but (laughs) this friendship, this working relationship has propelled. I mean, I have chills just thinking about it. These ladies have— brought me to, you know, just a new level of understanding, too, that it is okay for me in my identity as a publicist to step forward and change my course now, right? Mm. I still can serve, and I'm still helping people. The whole point of this book, the reason I wrote this book, was to get this book in every small business owner's hand, wherever they're sitting in this country. It's under $30. They're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of PR planning and strategy and learning how to dominate their local market in a book, it's a gift. It's like my homage to them. So the service is there. This is still not going anywhere. But now what I'm excited about is that I can still serve and help all the small business owners step into their power
3: when it comes to press and also continue to step into mine. And embrace their story. Because my goodness, like stop hiding your struggle. Mm-hmm. Because your struggle is ultimately your connection point. And get out of hiding. We need to hear your story. We actually need truth. Like, it's the one thing that we talk about a lot. It's like, don't be scared. Like, stop biting your tongue. Just talk to us like you're a real authentic human because that's what's going to change your brand. It's going to change the world. It will change your life. Like, once you step into that and you have the courage to do it, I think things change dramatically for brands. Well, and look at what we all gravitate to. We want real. We want this. That's why you keep bringing me great people. (laughs) <laughs>
2: but as a consumer, yes, yes, we want heart, we want soul, we want connection. We don't want the the perfect f- phony baloney. We want real. Yeah, we've always wanted that. But now, what's happening is we're seeing people step more into their authenticity, which is making people feel safer to be more themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's, right? I think, there's a difference too. What I've witnessed with some of our the people I follow on both LinkedIn and Instagram, I'm I'm watching people. Uh, shout to us about how authentic they are. Uh, and and I think that I, I think they are being that. And the it's evident to me often that the healing portion, the very soulful, I can look in the mirror and be real with myself about where I'm at and not have to pretend like I'm already through that is the part that I've witnessed that sometimes gets in the way. So and, and myself included when I was sharing my traumatic story. It didn't look pretty at all, mm-hmm. <laughs> and nor was I trying to position myself as an authority or most, I was simply caring doing life and trying to figure it out and keep my doors open. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes people, if I'm, I may, might be taking a leap as to why House of Nectar exists, you're helping people see who they are through the experience and helping them heal as they're doing it so that it is real and raw. And therefore, it's authentic, not authenticity for the sake of being authentic, because that's the buzzword. hmm Exactly. Be manufactured. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Right. You cannot manufacture authenticity. Mm-hmm. You cannot man- manufacture
3: resiliency mm-hmm. or grit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just... <laughs> Amen. Right. We also have the saying that we're non-toxic. So we really try to call in people who really want to live their life honestly Mm -hmm. and in alignment Mm -hmm. and find that peace. And from peace comes fire. You know, like when someone is in their true authenticity and they're in full alignment, their fire happens because you become very magnetic. There's really no explanation on it other than that it defies the rules. But when you are willing to be open enough and to have the courage enough to say, I'm going to live more honestly and more in more alignment Something really powerful happens to that in, that individual, and I believe they become like an, a beacon for. Yes, I don't want I don't, abundance. Not in it could be in happiness. It could be in wealth. It could be in whatever it is, you know, or just in honesty. It just feels better.
0: Vulnerability is really a sexy strategy, right? Like when you let your guard <laughs> down, you're physically taking something down and allowing someone to come in and connect with you. So when you're opening yourself up to that connection, there's going to be more opportunity. There's going to be more people able to be attracted to you. So Nicole's story in her book, the fact that the part one is the story of worthiness and then the part two is this mega workbook for local business owners to go after it and get their publicity and own that worthiness there, she's she's like unveiling that curtain of vulnerability to be able to truly connect, to share that story to lead the way in what she wants all of these business owners to do. And we're just so grateful to be with her on the journey of all of it because she is the best team. incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. Lisa, you mentioned that you two, well, one of you mentioned that you haven't been working together very long. You've been doing this kind of work for a while. How long has it been? Are you allowed to say that? Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we've known each other. We, we, we've crossed paths being in the same industry. Um, actually, it's a funny story. I don't even know how many years ago, I reached out to Sage because I knew what she was doing and asked her about a manufacturer because it's not often that in a leather goods accessory business, you can like find someone who's going to respond to you. Like Usually there's the big brands and They're definitely not going to give you the inside information. So I messaged Sage on Instagram and said a little prayer, like, please just give me the answer. And she replied back and gave me the answer to run for the hills. Do not use this manufacturer. They are going to burn all your money, and it's not going to be worth it. And so that's kind of how Sage and I started our relationship. On Instagram. On Instagram. She dropped into
3: her DM. She she, she
0: slid right in. You can can drip that anywhere and start a relationship anywhere, especially in DMs. And so we've crossed paths over the years Mm -hmm. and really developed a friendship from afar, a relationship, a mutual respect, because when you're bootstrapping a product-based business at a luxury price point, you know, you need some people to relate to or just Mm -hmm. at least from afar be like, okay, got you. I know what you're going through during this time period. And I alluded to this divine timing of coming together. We've been in business for about a year now, Mm -hmm. and it has been one of the most magical experiences Mm -hmm. ever. It's like instant best friend business partnership that's come together. And again, that's timing because we've both had to have our histories. We've both learned the things and somehow have come together and have these same beliefs and these same principles and have strengths and weaknesses that complement one another and at the same time are very strong in some of the same areas so you know we've had chart spread we've had all the things and apparently we're <laughs> a very powerful duo but we feel it too and that's yeah. just con-
3: confirmation you already knew it
0: yeah we did we felt it
3: yeah and it's really cool when because coming from fashion a lot of times you don't meet people that are super grounded or humbled. Mm-hmm. It's such a cutthroat industry. It's so difficult to make your way through fashion. And at a certain point that I got in the industry myself, I was like, I don't know if it's just all about couture and all that stuff for me. I don't know that that's what this was. This I don't know why I'm on this journey. Other than I've come into it. I've evolved into it. It kicked my ASS real hard. And oh, yes. <laughs> I learned so many business—I I came in naive, and I've come out of the industry tougher, but in a beautiful way, in a way the know that I know what I want to do. I know how I want to run a fashion brand. I know what I want it to mean, and I know that this industry can be highly toxic toward women, and I, I don't want to—I do not want to operate that way. Mm-hmm. So there is so much that this industry taught me and also primed me up for doing— what I didn't even realize I was going to come into when COVID hit. COVID hit, I was like top of my game in my business. And all of a sudden, I started to get this intuitive calling that I was meant to go stretch my creativity, that I was meant to go and explore it deeper. And I didn't know what that meant. So I called in all my spiritual advisors, Mm -hmm. which thankfully for this one, has sent me everybody, <laughs> which now Lisa has. We have an arsenal. Tuned. Yes, we have an arsenal. <laughs> and I went out to them and I was like, what am I meant to be doing? Sure enough, I was like, I don't know what I'm meant to be doing, but I'm, I'm meant to be helping people with my creativity. I'm meant to explore it more and it's meant for other people. So I started to underground consult brands. And from there, started to learn about what I loved and didn't love, find my, my strengths and my weaknesses and i really started to realize that i love identity i'm obsessed with identity mm. and i love people's identity and it's just a gift that i can look at somebody and be like i know where you're meant to be and i was never i never allowed myself to tap into my intuitive nature as much as i have in the last few years and so um it's a gift that nicole gave me it's a gift that we became friends it was a gift to go on this journey and to meet lisa it was a gift to now be using all these divine principles, but yet hardcore fashion business knowledge of identity and strategy and launching things into the world and to be able to entwine that in everything that I do in my life. It's just a really cool trajectory. Okay. <laughs> I, know. I would love to hear your,
1: your coming of Coming of age story. (laughs) It's interesting. Thank you, by the way, Sage. Absolutely.
0: I started my accessory line thinking that was my forever, that this is what I've always wanted to do. I built even through burning down the manufacturer that I was gonna use, found the exact manufacturer with the values that I wanted to uphold. There everything about it was supposed to be right. And yet a few years in, I mean it was growing. I like, grew so much during COVID. I had people behind me. I had launched with a crowdfunding campaign. So I just really had this culture, this community, this like-mindedness behind me to really help me propel. And yet... I don't know. It was probably somewhere between my third and fourth baby because Sage and I collectively have seven children. <laughs> so we also just I have think this they're not
3: like, more amazing. I know.
2: Yes.
0: Thank what? goodness we yes. know what each other goes through.
3: She you know, has the fourth. Like I of, only have the three because I'm like, I don't know. That would have tipped me over. <laughs> but
0: it was somewhere during that time period where I was like, wow, I think I that I need, it just grounded me in a new way where I was like, am I truly happy? Is something forever? Yeah, gosh. Am I being called mm-hmm. to something else? And I'm a person who I love to be creative. I love to have my hand in this project in this project in this project and over here and like dreaming off in this land and then going after all of these things. I was very isolated working by myself mm-hmm. and then isolated even more during the pandemic. And everything in me was like, you've got to break out of this box. You can't be in this box anymore. It feels too tight. It feels too confined. It felt like I was working so in my business and not on the things of business that I wanted to be doing. My creativity was stifled in so many ways. And so similarly to Sage, I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of explore what this is. I'm going to give myself some time because I think time is one of the greatest gifts that we can give anything, especially when we're building. Um, I started also consulting underground and found this love back of what I was doing that I wasn't feeling inside of a box anymore, that I was helping all of these different people achieve their goals, that I was starting to connect more with myself again. And then I really went through an identity battle because I said Mm. to myself, okay, what does this mean? I built what I thought was my forever. And how do I let go of that? Do I let go of that? Is that right? Is that wrong? What does that mean for me? Am I a failure? If I give up on this, what does, you know, the right path look like for me? And I had to go through a lot of reflection And a lot of personal development to get to a point where my worthiness was not tied to the outcome of that business that I created. Mm -hmm. And once I got to that place, you want to know what happened? Doors opened to sell it. So until I did the work to be unattached to anything that was going to happen, I wasn't going to be able to attract what could actually happen Mm -hmm. from that. And so I sold that business and was consulting for other brands. And then Sage and I reconnected in the most divine way and bonded over our story once again, that we're in these places, we're doing the grind of raising the family, of pushing ourselves in all of these different areas that feel so good to us, right? Our creativity matters, our strategic brains and our bootstrappers and our like Let's go out and do this because this is what we're meant to be doing. That all matters to us. So we reconnected. We rebonded. We had this amazing conversation. And I was the one who I was like, "Okay, this, you know, I'm going through a lot of change in my life, (laughs) a lot of change right now. But something feels so good about this because I also had the realization. Remember, I talked to you about this isolation that I'm sure so many business owners can relate to. Mm -hmm. We're all feeling like we're in a silo of what we're doing. And I'm like, I don't want to do this alone anymore. That's why I love working with these clients. Like I get time to spend with people. I'm building relationships and whatever I do next, I'm not going to do it alone. So I'm like, okay, this is a great test, Lisa. You should email Sage and tell her that you don't want to do it alone. So I write this whole email to her after we had this beautiful conversation, phone call. It was really just a touch base. There was no objective to having that conversation whatsoever. And Then I came from it and was like, okay, I'm just going to email her and tell her I don't want to do it alone anymore. Wrote it all out, decided I was going to sleep on it because I wasn't sure if it was the right thing to do to send right away after we had talked, slept on it. (laughs) And I read it again. I was like, yeah, I'm going to send it because check the box. I'm putting myself out there. Little did I know Sage would come back to me, send me this email and say, you've shook my world. I feel like I've been struck by lightning. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you could just email someone and ask them to and be your partner, ask them to be your business partner. <laughs> I said that, <laughs> and I was Which like, I'm very direct. I'm there, like, there was uh, no dinner, and I was like, oh, she just well, slid in I your dams again. Actually, <laughs> put it <to> my emails <laughs> didn't know that you were going to reply, so I guess we should have a conversation oh about my this. God. Yeah,
3: and then so, she attached all of these like.
0: Oh my god! Did I? This is so me. Oh, she I She attached did. a bunch of screenshots <gasps> from like the business universe was groups. giving me signs. Yeah,
3: from <laughs> these like business groups that were like you, like they ha- they have events now where people can go and find yeah. partners, like co-founder. Yeah, and, and so like, she did all the stuff, and I read it, and I read it, and I was like, if she would have emailed me three months prior, it would have been a hard no.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't even in the place three months prior to even yeah. be
3: considering And, this. and yeah, it was just, it's wild how things happen on timely things in your yeah, life. Yeah. And so I brought it home to my husband. I was like, I would have never considered this. And I'm like, either she's the craziest <laughs> chick ever. I mean, and we're going to have or, a, little, a lot of fun and it's going to crash and burn or. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, yeah. And so there was a lot of talk. So we spent the greater part of the last year developing our work together. Yeah. Um, we didn't jump right into it. We made sure that You know, our unity could come together Mm -hmm. and we were able to work together positively. And so, yeah, it's been a A wild ride. A A wild ride. You
1: both have used the term and I used it unknowingly. Well, maybe it's because I read your bios previously.
3: Consulting underground, that sounds very Mm -hmm. exclusive. What does that mean? Well, for the last year, we've been working with clients collectively and working underground. What does that mean? No one knows. No one knew exactly. what we were really up to. Oh. So we just launched the House of Nectar last week. Formally. I know. i on Instagram I
1: And I have some questions. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah,
3: that's really good. We want to know the questions. And um, yeah, so we've been really working underground. And we're not sure yet if it's just going to be a strictly referral-based business. Um, we really want to grow it to be very multidimensional. So we really give creatives a really unique experience in whether it's workspaces or a place where they can come heal and do inner work and also, you know, be in a creative space where it is um, inspiring community and people and um, growth and healthy, non-toxic growth. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of ideas, but this is our um, coming out of building community of like-minded people first. Yeah.
2: Pretty rad, huh? So rad. So rad. So dope, as they would say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm anyway, learning the lingo.
3: <laughs> but our girl over here, like without Nicole, it's so interesting how people come into your life at certain points where it's so interesting that I collect all of these very spiritual women in my life. And now that I I've become this beacon of them, as is she and mm-hmm. as are you, and mm-hmm. as is Lisa. It's so interesting to see how all of those things that were planted. On your journey in your path on the way, if you open your eyes and you get still enough to realize why all these people are planted on your path you start to start you start to connect them mm-hmm. and um, this Nicole has so much part of that spiritual journey for myself and connecting me with all these right people who have helped me understand my path a little bit deeper and um, allowed me to tap into a deeper part of myself that's always been there mm-hmm. but was never just allowed to be that. And I don't know if that was because I was a woman or because of the trauma I've been through in my life. But so I feel like it's been my own awakening. Mm -hmm. Um, And that awakening is so transformational. And it's powerful, and it's confusing at times. Oh gosh! And Nicole, you had said it earlier
1: that the work is never done, right? I'm never. I'm I'm 58, so I'm I'm the I'm the eight. old lady in
2: the room, and happily, ad, admittedly, You are a queen. If I've ever met one, <laughs> may we all look like that at 58. Oh, very yes, sweet. <laughs> my skin here. age as well as your skin, oh, yes, please. <laughs> Who? Um, someone that we all know who's helped me tremendously, who I absolutely need to get you to meet, is um, my head kind of spiritual mentor, Katie Kylene, who's here. Mm -hmm. Katie, during one of my first sessions, said to me when I met her six years ago, Nicole, I know how your mind's working. You live in checklists. Just so you know, the healing's never done. It is never done. The cosmic
1: joke is Mm -hmm. that
2: when you think that you've arrived... The universe is going to show you they get a whole lot more to learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think that's the beautiful thing about so many of us amazing, I will say amazing women who have done so much work already and are continuing to, but we're finding each other in ways now where, see, this is where I love this conversation changes, just in the world. I want every woman I know and every man I know, I want everybody to win. We want everyone to rise. Mm -hmm. This isn't a, oh, I I take you. No, we're all going together. And that's the beautiful thing about being around women, especially who are doing the work, is this isn't this is for all of us. We all want everyone to succeed. We want everyone to experience. These women want me so badly to experience what they believe I'm here for, and I know now what I'm here for. But it did take me a while to get there, and that's okay. I wouldn't have been ready earlier. Yeah, <laughs> and I will say, uh,
1: given that I've had the studio for over six years now, and and really have been doing a lot of interviews with more men than women in the business community, kind of the traditional enterprise mid-tier businesses. I can say that consistently the men who are leading businesses, at least in the greater Phoenix area, are like-minded they are saying the same things we're saying, and it feels amazing. When I first opened the studio, again, over six years ago, I remember one of our shows was kind of like, what is Arizona's identity? If Arizona had to have an identity as it, as it relates to business, what would we say? And I don't hear people asking that question anymore. We are now saying it's collaboration, it's community, it's connectedness. It, there's a soulful feeling, and that's coming from men and women. So I love that, that you're resonating with that.
2: Well, and it's such a gift to be here. You know, growing up in Los Angeles and my generation, I mean, we're going back, you know, 23 years when I started my corporate career. was not like this. No. Was, describe for those who may not know, what was it like? Yeah. Very cutthroat, very competitive. You know, no one was coming into work asking you, how are you today? Mental health wasn't a topic. You know, there was not a safe space to have a moment or have a bad day. It was... Come in, grind, do your work, climb the corporate ladder, take your paycheck, and zip it. Fashion, similar, different?
3: I've just seen fashion from an outsider perspective because I am a fashion school dropout. I started building fashion businesses when I was 21 years old. So I'm really like this fashion misfit. Um, And generally, fashion people are like obsessed with like fashion week and couture. And I'm obsessed with women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and women in the most beautiful way. So where it became really difficult for me was one when I started to learn the the corporate culture of fashion Mm -hmm. was actually against women. They weren't for women. Um, But the second of that is that I do business overseas and doing business overseas as a young woman when I started this at 27, being taken seriously as a white American woman is you're basically asking for... Uh, permission slip to just be looked at as like, it was just a joke. Mm-hmm. It was a joke. They would look at my husband and be like, so he would, they would ask him to speak for me. Yeah. And it's so interesting just because of the man that I'm married to that he'd be like, you need to speak to her. She actually makes all the decisions around this joint. So, but it was just so interesting how I had to get really used to being like, I would have to call my husband sometimes and be like, there's actually some things I can't work through in business as a woman. You have to pick up the phone for me. Mm -hmm. and I would get so far, and then I would get hit up against a wall again. So I want to say that I did it by myself, but truly, I didn't do it by myself. I had to have my husband there with me because it was a near-impossible task, and especially as you start getting into bigger manufacturer facilities and you're starting to do larger volumes— There's a lot more negotiating that happens that if you're not prime and ripe and you don't have, like for me, I have an Italian partner that works over there for me that oversees everything. She does all my negotiating as well as my husband, Kevin, and I'll sit there. So I'm still taken seriously and because people trust the identity and the work and what I'm doing and what I'm building, but um, I still feel like we have a really long way to go in fashion specifically on the manufacturing side, mm-hmm. that it's, it's a male-dominated industry. Mm-hmm. It is not mm-hmm. owned by women. It is owned by men. Mm-hmm. And to Nicole's point, we
1: can now have those conversations. Our husbands or our male partners can say, you need to speak to her to help break that, mm-hmm. that expectation that's so the tired. systematic problem. It, yeah, it's so yeah. tired. And I think we are really at a great time. Some people say, God, I, I wish, you know, I was born all these years ago so I wouldn't be here today. And, and you're, I don't know, how old, how old is your youngest kiddo?
0: He just turned
1: three. Oh, my gosh. They're babies. Four?
0: Yeah. Nine, seven, five, and four, and three. three. I mean, mm-hmm. can you how, even with and these How old I know?
1: <laughs> Two, five, and seven. Oh, my gosh. So mm-hmm. 29, just moved to North Carolina, oh, 27, uh, boy, girl, and then a 16-year-old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And uh, watching my kiddos work their way in the world as young adults and soon to be a young adult is, is fascinating. <laughs> Parenting is not for the faint of heart, and nor is entrepreneurship.
0: I say both of them are actually the most challenging and most, re- most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like the beautiful dichotomy of what it brings to you, but nothing that gives your soul that reward is, comes easy. Yes. You know, you really have to figure out who you are, do a couple bad decisions to get to the good ones. You know, it's just yeah. a process, whether in motherhood or building your business and also aligning yourself with your true purpose.
1: I need to ask Jesse what time it is Mm because typically I'm looking at my phone, but I put it away. How are we? Oh my goodness. Okay. So we're getting, we're nearing the end of our segment. However, I want to, when is the book or has it launched or when's
2: it coming? What, when we're we're like, we want this. Oh, no. I can't wait to get it it out. I'm so ready. (laughs) I've been working on this for about five months, but I always say to everybody, um, (laughs) it's been 44 years in the making. Uh So Mm -hmm. it's coming next week. But I can't give um, the launch date because um, something for the viewers or the listeners to know, too, is when you go on the self-publishing journey like I did without a publisher backing you, you don't get to pre-sale. And um, they kind of advise you not to give out a launch date because, you know. Something may happen. But. It's going to be next week, so okay. everyone
3: will know. It'll be everywhere. Um, we'll get oh you the gosh. link. I can't wait to see the cover. You've yeah, you've got me super excited about. I want them. all the tactile tips. I'm like, give me everything on how I can go and dominate my local market. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. also just yeah. for everyone to know that
2: that's the root of the book. You know, I'll just say as we kind of wind this down that there's so many gurus out there talking about you know how to be visible and and how to be out there, and that's wonderful, but. Most small business owners forget how much opportunity is right in their local market, in their community, and they're skirting right over it because they think, from conversations I've had with them, that if they're not on the Today Show or on Good Morning America, that no one's going to pay attention, when the reality is people need to know who you are, where you are. And that is the key theme in the book, is learning to fall in love with your local market. If you have a business that is based in a city, which everybody has, Why are you not befriending your local media and building those relationships? Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. why I think you and I fell in love with each other from the beginning. You're like, I get you. And talk about community building. I mean, if if you have a brick and mortar place or you have a service-based business and you're not connecting with people where you are, who can be your loyalist? Who can, right? So the whole thing is kind of build where you are and then let the energy of that permeate into the world. And those other opportunities will come. They always... Due. I have 23 years of evidence to, to show people of all the brands I've worked with who have gone on to learn how to dominate their local market. And then, you know, national opportunities, they come. You know, this is an energy play. And, and so I talk about PR in a very different way. It's energetic. It is a piece of your business. You're fine if you don't have it. You don't have to have public relations as part of your business. But if you want it, I'm going to show you how to get it. So we cannot pre-order. No. Uh,
1: where, where, how do we stay, how do we know? I mean, I I know because you know. I've got you on yeah. speed dial, but yeah. how do our listeners and viewers yes. uh, get a hold of this?
2: So you guys can follow me at Nicole Maiden on Instagram, which I've stepped up my IG game thanks to these amazing women and teaching me a handful of things. So Instagram is a great place to find me. LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, active every day. And um, the book will be available on Amazon. So as soon as I have that link, I will get it to everybody. And then my website will be um, going back up next week, which is NicoleMiden.com. And they can reach me through there as well. So good. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, exciting. It, it's, I'm so proud of you. I, I am. And the book cover is like, I know, just I wait. Can, I can. It's very emotional. Yeah. Oh very emotional.
1: Are you wearing green? I am. Okay. I figured as much because you you, you <laughs> dropped that seed when we were doing our sound check. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. When I saw you in the hallway, to go oh. back to what I said earlier, I really, 15, 20 steps away, said, oh, th- really, there she is. And, and before that, when I, well, actually after that, when I left and said, hey, let, you know, ring the studio when the girls get here, the ladies get here, Yeah, uh, I'm going to go center and ground. And I'm always listening for just an intention and... When I got done and I knew it was getting close to airtime, I just went inside thought, okay, what is my intention? And it's go time. And I think you referred to that she earlier. Did. And I was
2: like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It that's is. Cool. It's just time. It's so, time, time for right. all of it's us. T- so. It is time. No more yeah. playing small. And I will say too, you know, real quick, I know we have to wrap up, but the the journey, the grief, these major chapters where it forces us to hide and shrink, that's, why I wanted to put this book out too and share this personal story because we all are here to step forward. God wants us that God wants that for us, right? That's why we go through the trials. Right. Yeah. But you know, so we've gotta we've gotta be the ones to to get ourselves
3: back out there. So everyone everyone needs to buy the book next week. (laughs) For sure. Everyone buy the book. Including us. Yeah buying the book. And you have
1: you have Kendra's email address too, don't you? Oh yeah. So make sure that yeah yeah, so make sure because I'll see it, but oh, she's yeah, better about yeah. getting it out.
3: Okay, uh,
1: Instagram, yes. uh, House of Nectar or the House of Nectar? Yeah, we're yes. the House of
3: Nectar and Nectar with a C.
1: Why the Rome? I'm seeing Roman numerals, or am I making
3: that up? Is that you guys? That's yeah. you guys. Oh, What's, yeah. What is that about? We believe like in bringing you into these like chapters of the house, mm-hmm. and so everything <laughs> is unfolding through these chapters, uh-huh. and we want you to feel like. You're coming through it, yeah, with us, so that some of that strategy is changing, but it is a part of the brand, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so come and come on this journey with us because it's wisdom, and it will just keep unfolding, but all of these things that we drip um, are meant to help you heal your
0: brand, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I think it's also cool of us to say, we're building a brand around what we're doing. So we're serving clients and their individual brands, but it's really unusual to have someone not then just put all their client work forward. Right. So we want people to see that everything we do is strategy. Like we are building alongside all of you who are also building. And so just watch us. We're going to, like, make a next chess move, and you'll be able to see it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're unfolding yeah, as you're helping exactly. other people
1: unfold.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And all okay.
1: the while doing it visibly, credibly, with expertise and experience,
3: yeah. and soul as exactly. the, the foundation for it all.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And
3: building a healthier community around it where yeah. it doesn't have to feel so transactional. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah. So for our listeners and viewers who this resonates with, and I have no doubt there's going to be more than a handful, yes. Because you're—it sounds like you're being very selective, too, because you're just trusting who's coming to you. What if somebody—can somebody slip into your DM and go, hey, can you you help me possibly? I mean, is that—
3: Yeah, so we are open to accepting clients. We also do this really cool thing called brand therapy, so you can buy like an hourly session. Mm. And we can kind of come in strategically and look at what's going on in your brand and come up with some remedies and some rituals that maybe you need to do to come in. Remedies and rituals. Yes, to (laughs) (laughs) help your brand. And really the best way to look at it is like, we will heal your brand. So we've got Anywhere from brand therapy to full house immersion to packaging and positioning is our specialty, story, identity. That's Mm -hmm. what we do. Mm -hmm. That's what we specialize in. But in the interim of that, just come to us for a brand therapy session to really get an eye into the wisdom that comes from doing this from an unconventional method, which allows people to understand our process. Mm -hmm. So it's like you can dip your toe in. And then experience what that change could feel like. And then ultimately, you can come and do something else really juicy with us.
0: Brand healing is the new hustling.
3: Brand healing is the new <laughs> hustling. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now, I have only
1: have out of my peripheral vision— uh, jesse who 's the man in the house right now, mm-hmm. and I have no doubt that this conversation is resonating with him we 've had a lot of these similar conversations it 's actually why uh, Jesse is sitting behind the production board he 's mm-hmm. brought great light and love and leadership into the studio, and i think it 's only been two months and okay. so uh, i can 't wait to make a formal introduction and i I cannot um, say that without saying that Rudy his wife his beautiful wife is a big part of this too oh. even though I only get to see her maybe once <laughs> once a week oh. uh, Thank you Rudy yeah yeah you are <laughs> you are in the right place at the right time I feel very grateful for this introduction mm-hmm. I have no doubt that we'll get to stay connected and, and yes. be of great support and champions for each other mm-hmm. the house of Nectar on Instagram and also the on LinkedIn. Ish. We have a blank LinkedIn <laughs> okay. page, but it's, okay. it's, so it's there. So, you we'll can go to it. our website. Yeah, yeah.
3: We create playlists. So um really dope playlists on Spotify. So go to www.houseofnectar.com. The House of Nectar. And you com. will start to get into this like realm and this mood. Yeah. And that's the first <laughs> squeeze of the drip. <laughs> I love it. The first mm-hmm.
1: squeeze of the drip.
2: Mm-hmm. Very good. And Nicole Maiden. Mm-hmm. .com. .com and at Nicole Maiden on IG.
1: And be, get, get in front of this because you're going to want to copy of the book and be one of the first yeah. people to have it. You are copy. worthy of
2: publicity. You heard, you heard it here first. Oh my gosh, there's
1: <laughs> so many people. And we, I don't typically do this. In fact, rarely, if ever. Uh, we have our newsletter. So I would love for you and Kendra oh. to connect so that we can celebrate the book. Yes. I only do that with clients usually. So let's make sure that Yay. you uh, have that. Everybody so needs our, to buy it. Everybody needs to buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Good. Yep. Thank you, guys. Oh, oh my gosh. Thank you guys I just need so to go home much. after this and All just, the like, go to the yes. spa it's and a whole day. Yeah, go get a massage. It is yeah. a whole day. It's Good a thing. It's, it's a thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've been listening to Phoenix Business Radio, again, broadcasting from the Max 6 Entrepreneur Center right here in Tempe, Arizona. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean soul and business. Until next time, I'm Karen Nowicki. Thanks for listening.